Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. I would first like to give thanks to God for our Lord, our great Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is by grace we are saved through faith and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And... Tonight, I want to focus on the extraordinary precision of the Word of God. And by that, I mean that within the Greek text, there are terms that are used by God uh, with regard to our salvation. And so I'm going to be speaking for Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life to our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to be speaking on that particular verse, but I want, I'm going to go back to Romans 1, and then we're going to move back to uh, Romans chapter 6, because there's so much that needs to be set in place before we can get to Romans 6.23. So, uh, this letter that is, Romans was written by Paul uh, from Corinth, and uh, we believe that he wrote this letter shortly after he wrote Second Corinthians. And uh, so we believe that uh, he wrote this book or this letter uh, in the spring of AD 56. Now, there are some who believe that Peter founded the church at Rome, but uh, that's more legend. Uh, than fact. Uh, in fact, we have very little evidence to support this assumption. And uh, Paul wrote the book of Romans to a predominantly Gentile audience. And if you would read Romans chapter 1, verse 13, he says as much. And uh, so let me read that for you. Quote, uh, now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I have proposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. So the Gentiles, whom? Well, they are they are the people of the nations. They are the ethne uh, in the Greek, and so. They are not Jew, Jewish people. They are of the nations. And uh, so if you read carefully the book of Daniel, he will tell you when the times of the Gentiles began. And the word of God also tells us when the times of the Gentiles will end. And so what we, you and I, are witnessing uh, across uh, the, the world today is the the end the t- 
telos, the conclusion of the times, uh, times of the Gentiles. Now, during that time, God is, uh, the gospel is being spread abroad. That is the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. And there will be those who hear uh, that message, uh, akuo, they will hear with a view to obeying that message. And when one obeys that message, that is, believe that Jesus died and that he was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures, please read 1 Corinthians 15. The Bible tells us, the Bible states that we will receive salvation. That is, we will be rescued uh, from the consequences of sin. Now, let me explain that very carefully. Okay. When Jesus died, he rescued us or saved us from the penalty of sin. The wages of sin is death. Now, at this time, he is saving us from the power of sin. And when he returns for us, he will save us from the presence of sin. And so for believers right now, you and I have the power to live a life that is well-pleasing unto God through the indwelling spirit, wherein God through, through us produces the fruit of the spirit through the hearts of yielded believers. That is, believers who have uh, given over their will to the will of the Father in order to be used uh, by him in magnificent ways. Now, let me go a little further into that. The conclusions, the dead beliefs, the the belief that one isn't very much self-recrimination, self-incrimination, all these things are done away in Christ. Everything that has to do with man, that has to do with what man does, what man thinks, uh, his plans, all that disappears in Christ for the believer. You and I have a brand new beginning in Christ. And so this is a faith journey It is based not on what I believe, but on what God says can happen in my life. There are endless possibilities, marvelous realities that one can experience in Christ because one is now a new creation in Christ Jesus. This is the way God sees us, as a brand new creation in Christ Jesus ever to remain so. So the stigmas, the uh, the limiting beliefs, uh, the darkness, the lies, the sin, all of that is gone in Christ. Now, there are believers who walk according to the flesh, and so I'm not addressing that community at this time. I am talking about believers 
who are who have heeded what Peter wrote, that is, to grow up in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to be filled with the Spirit so that one can produce, so that God through his Holy Spirit will produce the fruit of the Spirit in the life of the believer. Now, when the believer is growing in Christ, God prunes the believer so that he or she may bring forth more fruit. Now, the pruning uh, is painful, but what I've learned is that when God is pruning me, God is preparing uh, something greater. Uh, there, there, I'm telling you, there, there have been some hard situations that I've faced in the past and my family has faced in the past. And there are some, I'm facing a particularly hard situation right now. And I've had to surrender that situation uh, to the spirit. It was, uh, so I'm learning still uh, to trust in grace. Now, as we move on, uh, uh, what we have in Romans, is the radical outcalling of God through Christ Jesus. The radical outcalling of God through Christ Jesus. And so in Romans 1, 4, Paul wrote, quote, and declared uh, to be the son of God, speaking of Jesus, with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection out from the dead. So everything for Paul goes back to the resurrection of Jesus, the Son of God, declared to be the Son of God with power. Look, if you and I walk according to the Spirit, uh, then you have a life of power. It is a life of privilege. It is a life of divine prestige with and before God because you are the Son of God. It is a life of power. And that power is available to you and I. Uh, Please read Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. So please read Ephesians. Power is none other than the resurrection power of Jesus that is available to us so that we can live extraordinary lives. The resurrection power of Jesus can reshape your thinking, and as as you reshape your thinking, your actions are reshaped too. And so what you're going to have or what you're going to experience is a life of satisfaction and abundance because you are in Christ. Don't let anyone take that away from you, okay? And so uh, as we go on through uh, Romans 1.15, verse 18, Romans 1.18, Paul writes, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. That is, the verb here is to seize and to hold the truth. because. The truth makes one powerful. 
In verse 17 of Romans 1, Paul wrote, quote, the just shall live by faith. And this is taken from Habakkuk 2.6. So the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, verse 17, the righteousness of God in Christ. Uh, it, here the Greek is diakosune. Uh, uh, and this word, diakosune, controls the thought of the entire letter. It is the imputed righteousness of Christ that you and I have. So the, his imputed righteousness makes us righteous before God. Look, there's nothing that you and I can do to make ourselves righteous before God. Jesus has done it all. God is not going to accept what you and I can do because of what? Because of sin the stain of sin, the reality of sin, sinful thoughts, sinful actions, sinful history, lust. These things are unacceptable to God. But because we are in Christ, we uh, have a perfect standing before God. God sees us in Jesus. So we have, at beginning at verse 21, Paul uh does what we call a forensic anthropology. Paul talks about uh, what happened to man after he rejected God. This is verse 21 of Romans 1. Quote, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not at God, as God. Notice, when they knew God. Please read the book of Genesis. Uh, and read the primeval prologue. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. So, became vain in their imaginations means what? Their reasoning, their reasoning. And their foolish heart was darkened. Now, here that word foolish means uh, a heart without insight. A heart uh, that... Uh, became that became quite callous because of rejection of God. And so God did what? God rejected their minds. Now, so, and the other word that's used here is dianoia, and it means uh, the mind. Uh, so God judged the mind. God judged their understanding and thoughts. So when someone says to you, uh, in a very sarcastic manner, in a very condescending manner, well, why would a loving God allow such and such to happen? I want you to understand that that kind of superfluous uh, thinking and logic comes from a mind that has been rejected by God. But they are blind to the rejection. And you have to understand the compound, the compounded injuries that people have as a result of sin. They believe that their reasoning is quite logical and quite insightful, but because they have a rejected mentality uh, and they, they are spiritually blind, they can't see uh, what is really going on. They can't know what is really going on. Verse 22, Professing themselves to be wise, so note the arrogance. Professing themselves to be wise, they became 
fool, fool. The word here means to become insipid or silly. They became silly and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corrupt, to corruptible man. And so you see, they left uh, the divine essence and they lifted up what? Uh, they lifted up fallen man. They lifted up corrupted man. And to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. So creeping things here is, the Greek word is herpeton and refers to snakes. So, and now we're back to Genesis chapter 3 with the shining one, the Nakash. So, uh, verse 24, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness. That word in Greek is filthy. It's filth. Through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. So, uh, here in the Greek, it means to give over to viciousness. So, they uh, treated one another uh, they got involved, in other words, they got involved in uh, vicious sexual sin, vicious sexual. So uh, there's a word like akatharsia, another uh, important word here. And then there's dianoia, which refers to the mind. Everything that God has revealed about what man had become uh, in rejecting him is very, very precise. God does not deal in glittering generality. God deals in very painstaking specifics because at the great white throne judgment, those who rejected God are is, is not they're not going to only merely hear their sentencing because the great white throne judgment is about sentencing. Uh, there will be no case. Uh, no appeal brought before the, uh, this throne. This, the great white throne judgment, is not a throne of grace. The throne of grace is now. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Throne of grace is now. So, but then in verse 25, who changed the truth of God into the lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. For this cause, and notice, when they give up God uh, temporally as creatures, God gives them up sovereignly. For this cause, verse 26, God gave them up into vile affection. And so this word here in Greek is pathos, and it refers to the, the disease condition of the soul from which the lust springs. It also means uh, to wound, to wound, and so, uh, or to, and to suffer wounds. This is a very, very, uh, very uh, sad verse. God gave them up to vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is what? Which is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust toward one another. Now, here the word burn means to inflame. It means to, to burn. It means to set on fire. And so 
man. Oh, they burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly or inappropriate, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. Oh, it's uh, it, the it is. I, I'm kind of struggling here because the Greek here, it means uh, to to receive something that is destructive. It also means to become, uh, they became deformed spiritually. Now, these things may escape or we may let them go. We may not want to think about these things, but this, the scripture is very, very specific. Verse 28, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, rejecting God, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Here, reprobate means a rejected mentality, a rejected mind, to do those things which are not convenient. Then Paul gives his list. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. Who, this is, and this is incredible language, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So a long time ago, there's a book written by a, a man by the name of Scott Peck called People of the Lie. And uh, if you have opportunity, you should get that book and you should read it. And you should also read a book called Vanity Fair by Thackeray. Uh, very disturbing information. But it is it is spot on with uh, the descriptions of or what people do outside of God and how they they morph downward they they spiral downward uh, in this quagmire of sin and they become ever more and uh, increasingly deformed so it, and it's very interesting to me that uh this, you know, the the masks that people wear today, uh, the uh, the the facial reconstruction that people do, the bodily reconstruction, uh, the complete anatomical reconstructions, but you know, that's on the outside, but nothing happens on the inside because the heart is still filled with darkness because the person is not saved. The person doesn't know Jesus. And so it is in line with the cosmic system. 
cosmetics are used to hide and to disguise. Cosmetics are used to do it, to perpetrate a lie. And, uh, see, in Christ Jesus, uh, you and I, when we are saved, we're, we, are, we are renewed from the inside out. He makes us brand new. We become new creatures in, in Christ Jesus. So, uh, now I'm going to go to Romans 6. Romans 6, uh, 1, Paul writes, What shall we say then? Verse 1, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And that should literally superabound. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? See, this 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 is the present state of the believer. The believer is alive in Christ Jesus, but he is dead to sin. Dead or she is dead to sin. So uh, we no longer desire or have a taste for uh, to the practice of sin. We are waiting for the return of the king. We're waiting for the return of our Savior. And so uh, we want to be clean. So who wants to stay any longer? Who wants to prolong? Who wants to remain? Who wants to stay in sin? How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know you not, uh, verse 3, Romans 6, that so many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. For we are buried with him by baptism into death, ice, un, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. That is, we have a qualitatively different life. So, uh, in Romans six twenty three, uh, let me read verse twenty two. But now, being made free from sin, and become the servants to God, you have your fruit in unto holiness, and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, the word here for wages in Greek it means it means meat, literally. It means it means to buy meat, and it also means whatever is brought or bought to be eaten with bread. So the wages of sin is what? Death. Full death in which uh, when the person, the, the, there's a temporal death and uh, the, so the person dies. That is, there's separation of the, of, the, of the soul from the body. Then there's eternal death. That is eternal separation from God. That's called the second death in the word of God. Believers in Christ will not experience 
the second death. Okay? Those who stand before God at the great white throne, well, what? They go into eternal separation from God. It is, uh, Jesus called it, outer darkness, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When does the weeping and the gnashing of teeth end? Uh, It does not. Well, if there is a a hell, we're all going to go, or we're going to party in hell together, there will be no party. That it is called outer darkness. So the wages of sin is death of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You and I now have the opportunity to have eternal life through Christ Jesus. If there were ever a nation state, well, that needed the gospel, it is the United States of America. It is Europe. It is Great Britain. It is the European Union. This world needs Jesus Christ. This world needs the gospel. It is time for you to stand up and I to stand up to share that good news. Good evening.